Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you once again for joining us. I just want to thank you, everybody who takes the time out of their day to listen and uh, really gives me an outlet. I've decided that I would do this podcast even if there were probably no listeners, simply just because uh, it gives me an opportunity to teach and sharpen my axe a little bit. But then at the same time, I know that um, there's someone out there. There's times where I wake up and I'm going to do, uh, or I'm getting ready to do this podcast and I'm going to do one subject. And then I, I just, man, I need to encourage people with this. So I know there's people that, that, that are listening and that God's leading me to minister directly to you. But first of all, thank you to you for listening. We're going to take um, most of this week and talk about uh, the spirit, talk about the difference between spirit versus body versus soul, and really spend our times on the theme of the spirit. Talk about the spirit of God, talk about salvation, um, talk about the Holy Spirit, and and dive into the subject. This is one that really, for me, has become a core foundation, probably uh, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned. You know, I feel like when you study the Word, you're laying foundations. There's things that you'll study in the Word now, that you or you'll read in the Word, that may not make a ton of sense to you. But then as the Lord reveals other scriptures to you, it's like building blocks. Once certain things make sense, like once you understand that God is sovereign and that he exists without us, right? He's, he, he's, uh, he, he, we're dependent on him. He's not dependent on us, but that God's not in control of our lives individually, that, that you decide if you go to heaven or if you go to hell, right? There's decisions that are up to you that are not up to God. When that makes sense, then more of the word will make sense. This is, this is one of the subjects that really, for me, has become a platform to, for, for everything else to fall into place. Healing makes sense because of this. Um, um, salvation makes sense before, because of this, even just in how to live a victorious Christian life. So this is why we're going to take some more time, and I know I've talked along these lines, but take some more time to dive into this. So I want to talk about living in the Spirit. We're going to start off with this one, living in the Spirit um, versus living in the natural, living out of your carnal mind. And we're going to spend time in John and then Galatians as well. But when you look at the things of God, John chapter four talks about when Jesus is talking to the woman at the well, he says to the lady at the well, he says, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And she then brings up the, 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 you know, she talks about the worshiping at this well and at this mountain. But he says, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. So salvation for mankind is a spiritual work. Everything that God does, he does first for the spirit of man. Why? Because he is a spirit. You are a spirit. You, you need to begin to look and see your body as not part of who you are. It's something you possess. Your body is, is just a permission slip for you to exist on earth. When your time on earth does and you, is done and your body dies, that's your permission slip expiring for you to live on earth. You'll still very much be alive. You just won't be alive on this earth. You'll be in heaven or hell. Heaven is a spiritual planet. Hell is a spiritual location. You are going to one of the two. Your body goes to rest in the grave or your body gets cremated or your body goes into the ocean or whatever happens to your body here on this earth. But you are spiritual. Salvation is spiritual. Life 
is spiritual. The world, the world wants to separate itself from this reality because if life is spiritual, then we have someone to answer to. If life is just natural and everything come that that's come is is come from things that we can see, then we have no reason to answer to a god, to a higher power. There's no responsibility on us. Everything was just by accident. There's no purpose. And, and, that, and that makes it easier because then the mistakes that we make, we can unburden ourselves by the thing of, oh, you know, I just don't have anyone to t- answer to because this is just between, this was just a decision I made. But when life is spiritual, well, if life is spiritual, I didn't birth myself. I didn't put myself here. If I'm actually a spirit and life is forever, then, then, then there's a responsibility on me to figure out, number one, where did I come from? And then number two, give an answer to that person for my life. And so this isn't an inconvenient truth for people. And so that's why out of the, where, where classes years ago, there was, there were things in schools, the study of pneumatology was taught and it's the, the, the study of the spiritual realm. You know, you can go to Africa here in the U S it's different, but you go to Africa and there's witch doctors and there's real spiritual demonic activity. You know, I was raised in a church in Durban, South Africa. Uh, it was there until I was eight where people, people would show up and they'd have demons and you would see these manifestations manifestations. And it was kind of commonplace. There was one time where someone came and started manifesting at the foot of the platform and rolled upstairs. I don't know if you've ever laid at the bottom of steps and tried to roll up, but you can't do it. Someone who who falls on the floor and starts slithering like a snake, right? Hands by their side. And you see this stuff. What is that? That's the spiritual realm made alive. People are just more open over there. You know, it's it's really only in the uh, part of, parts of Europe and in the, in the West where people, there's a, oh, there is no God. The vast majority of the world is not atheist. The vast majority of the world knows there is a God. They just are conflicted on which side that they're on. Some people, you know, some people straight up just serve the devil. They understand that God is real and they choose to serve the devil. People have made deals with the devil. Life is spiritual. Salvation is spiritual. Our walk with God is spiritual. So when God speaks to you, he doesn't speak to your mind. He's not going to leave you a text message. He's not going to leave you a voicemail. He's not going to leave you words on a paper. He's going to speak to your spirit. And so that's why when people, and just a side note, when people get carried away and looking for manifestations and they're seeking after manifestations, gold dust and, and dove feathers and gold teeth and, and people are going after these things where they say the glory of God has come and then this is a manifestation, oil dropping from their hands. I don't doubt that God can do things like those. I'm not saying they're of God. I'm not saying they're not of God. I don't doubt that he can do those things. But when people are chasing after those things, that's a problem. Because really, the Bible doesn't spend a lot of time talking about those things. The Bible is very simple as far as what life is for us. Life for us is a decision to follow the precepts of Jesus Christ and not just follow the precepts, but be born again. Yes, I'm a follower of Christ, but I'm not just a follower of his teachings. I don't just, I don't just listen and adhere to his teachings. People, oh, I listen in here to Deepak Chopra, right? I'm, I'm, people can just follow someone who they think has wisdom. I'm not saying that for me. I do not. Uh, but it's not just about following his teachings. It's about being born again. S- salvation is an actual transference from death to life. And so from the outset, there must come an understanding that I'm not who I was. Spiritually, I've changed. 
I passed from being dead, disconnected from God, into life. And so now my life is spiritual. You can't begin in the spirit and finish in the flesh. And so this is where people miss what God has called them to do is because God, and I've been there, God calls you to do something, gives you an assignment, and then you go off in the flesh and try to do it yourself. I mean, there's times where the Lord would speak to me, right? And he would and put something on my heart about daily disciplines. There were times of study and there were things that God would give me to do. And it was almost like I was going back to base to get my orders. I'd come and I'd spend time with God. Okay, God, what do you want me to do? And he'd give me some direction. Then I'd be like, okay, God, I got it. And I'd like run off in my own direction. And then the Lord is like, yo, I'm supposed to go with you. I'm supposed to go before you. What are you doing? Why are you starting? Why are you trying to finish this in your own strength where you had to come into my presence to get your help? And so it's a decision you make to live the life of the Spirit of God. I heard a man of God say recently, and just echo this, to you is to say we contend for the voice of God. We contend for the presence of God. You contend by, by spending time in the anointing. Lord, what do you want me to do? Life is spiritual. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but about spiritual wickedness, principalities and power, spiritual wickedness in high and low places. And so life is spiritual. And so this really is a, a, a commendation to live out of your spirit. God speaks to your spirit. God doesn't speak to your head. And so, so there's, there's, I, I need to warn people of the danger of living out of a carnal mind. In John chapter three, Jesus has this, Nicodemus comes and he's a ruler, he's a Pharisee. He comes and, uh, to Jesus and, uh, by night and says unto him, we know you're a teacher and you're come from God. No man can do these miracles that you do except God is with him. And Jesus says unto him, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So here it is. Nicodemus shows up you know, compliments Jesus and then starts talking about the miracles, the signs and wonders. And Jesus immediately goes to the heart of the matter. Hey, salvation is a heart change. You must be born again. And then here's the difference. What does he say? Nicodemus says unto him, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus says, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Don't marvel that I said you must be born again. And so Nicodemus is totally misunderstanding, as, as, as totally misunderstanding Jesus. As Christians, those who live in the carnal realm, carnally minded, will always misunderstand the things of God. That's how you can get Christians and you can bring them into something that the Bible clearly talks about. You bring people into revival meetings where people, the Lord is touching people, but they have no spiritual sensitivity. They have a head knowledge of what Christianity can be. Uh, and for them, if you say, if you go to, to a lot of people and you say, what, what is Christianity? And they've, lo- you know, they've been in church their whole life. They say, well, Christianity is not sinning and it's loving Jesus. And then you put them in something that looks like the whole book of Acts, miracles, signs and wonders, the Lord touching people, the presence of God comes, he refreshes them. And they're like fish out of water. They, 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 they don't understand it. Why? They're carnally minded. Everything is mental for them. But the mind realm, the mental realm is second. You don't get born again in your mind realm. You get born again in your spirit. That's why so many people have the testimony that when you get born again, yeah, I went to this church and, and this guy was preaching and I don't remember what he preached about, but, but all I remember is when he did the altar call, my heart started beating so fast and I just, it's like there was a pull up. To, what is that? That's the spirit of God doing what he does. He's not pulling on their mind. He's, he's tugging on their spirit. The word of God is quick and powerful sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder. That means the separating of the soul and the spirit. And, and it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So the gospel pierces. 
The gospel pierces to the heart of men, to the spirit of men. And so we must, when we look at ourselves, see ourselves as spiritual beings. See ourselves, first of all, as people that have to make a decision to live spiritually, spiritually minded. And so there's things, and we're going to give you as we go along this week, things that you can do to live in victory spiritually. Because if you spend your whole time in your natural reasoning, you, you won't. Look at Peter. Look at Peter. Jesus, if that's you, let me come walk on the water. Okay, come. And he kept his eyes on Jesus. The moment he took his eyes off Jesus and he put his eyes on the natural, you know, he was walking on the promise of God. He was walking on the word of God. But the moment he put his eyes on the natural, he began to fail. Many people have come and gone and have failed as Christians. Maybe they made it to heaven, but they didn't do what God called them to do. They didn't walk in victory because they were so carnally minded. You know, you you see it now. (laughs) You see it now where people read Psalm 91. Oh, the Lord's going to protect us. But then they say things like use wisdom. That, that phrase, use wisdom, and I'm all about wisdom. I believe God gives wisdom. 1 Corinthians 1.30 says Jesus is wisdom to us. But people like, you know, you have people who come to healing school and they say, they go back and talk to their loved ones. Yeah, I'm in healing school. I'm believing the Lord that the Lord's going to heal me of this cancer. And they're like, well, just use wisdom. What do you mean? You're telling me that the wisdom of man is going to contradict, the, the wisdom of God's going to contradict the word of God? God wants to give people miracles, but then there's use. No, that's, that's basically people saying, I doubt the word of God. They say, use wisdom. Now, if you're, if you're deciding who to marry, use wisdom. God will give you wisdom. But if you're going after the things of God, according to the word of God, well, just use wisdom. No, that, that's, that's 100%. I don't believe God's word. Yeah, I believe the Lord can heal. But, you know, this is a time where the line's being drawn in the sand. People, if they believe or they don't believe. I believe God can heal. But, you know, I just don't think it applies to today. It's like they act like this COVID thing, that COVID is immune, that God somehow hasn't figured this one out, right? Let's move on from that. But he misunderstands, right? So the word carnal Actually, if, you, if you're a Hispanic, you'll easily recognize it. If you go to Taco Bell, what is it? Carne asada. That means meat. Carne means meat, right? Carnal, carne. So it's talking about the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's the, the fleshly mind. It's the mind of the flesh. So when you read the word and you see flesh, and then you read the word and you see spirit, the, understand that those are contradictory. And I want to say this statement, and please, if you're taking notes, take notes on this. You are either living in the spirit or you're walking in the flesh. There is no middle ground. You're either sensitive to the spirit of God or you're walking according to natural thinking. And so it's a decision that you make to say, I'm putting the things of God first and I'm going to stir myself up and I'm going to walk according to the spirit. So today I want to encourage you to make a decision to set the path that it's not enough just to get born again, but it's a decision to walk according to the Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit will always remind you of the Word. So He will never give you, this. Should, you know, you shouldn't even need to say these things, but He'll never give you advice contrary to the Word of God, ever. People come up with these revelations of, of what God told them to do, and they're contrary to the Bible, special revelations that God gave him. I'm going to read this and wrap up. Galatians 6 verse 8. For he that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that sows to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. 
Christianity in our life on this earth is a decision to put the things of God first, to put the spirit of God first. That's how you have boldness in the time of trouble. That's how you get out of the mental realm, the mind, the, the realm of worry. We're going to take a day and talk about the place called the spirit. But it's how you walk in victory because everything God does for us, he does first spiritually. Healing affects your body. Yes, spiritual healing, but it's first for your spirit. Healing is, is God impacting and healing your body by his Holy Spirit. It's a spiritual thing. Life is spiritual. God is a spirit. We are spirits. You are not a body walking around waiting to die. You live forever. That's why anytime I hear someone say, you only live once, I said, no, you only live forever. Notice that when people say YOLO or you only live once, it's always right before a bad decision. Yeah, I'm really full and I'm 75 pounds overweight, but I really want an ice cream. I'm so full I might throw up, but you only live once. You know, people, let's go parasailing. Yeah, it's, it's kind of dangerous. Yeah, you only live once. No, you only live forever. Try to keep your body so you can have permission to stay on this earth for longer. That's it for today. Thanks for joining us. Join us all this week as we talk about the spirit, and we will see you soon.